0: Hey, this is Wyatt with the Creative Habits Podcast. Thanks a lot for listening. This week, we're talking about extreme resilience. Extreme resilience, if you think about it, it's one of those core habits, core creative habits you need to have. Because if you're going to create, now generally from our current society, which is evolving slowly... Um, your your artistic abilities aren't necessarily going to shine through more than those practical elements that are forced to, uh, that are you're encouraged to do, right? <laughs> so I believe that everything you create does help pollinate our collective consciousness. But that's not what this episode is about. It's more about resilience. Resiliency is the ability to bounce back. Now, Extreme resiliency is the ability to bounce back so that nobody outside notices. Now, bouncing back, it might be um, a comment, even just, you know, gets under your skin. Uh, It might be somebody who says, you're not going to be able to paint. Um, It might be, you know, uh, is, is something as debilitating as depression. Whatever it is, when you're creating day in and day out, it might even be the 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 voice in the back of your mind as you're creating you're like going ah this is garbage whatever it is that ex- extreme resiliency the ability to bounce back and say you know what that's okay and you keep on going resiliency is key and Sri Kumar Rao, he did this uh masterclass for uh mind Valley, which I thought it was pretty cool I didn't do the masterclass I did do I did sign up for the free uh webinar which is pretty good I'm gonna go over a couple things from that but um here this one exercise. I thought it was kind of cool. Um, you're a civil engineer, right? And you have to build a road. And the road has to go through a forest, a swamp, and a mountain. Now, you're not going to get mad at the forest, the swamp, and the mountain. I mean, it's not going to do you any good, right? Um, so the only question you really need to ask is, do you go over, under, or through? Now, one of our first, the first podcast episodes uh, went over this bit. And I s it's, it's really one of those things to be reminded of. So it's a good thing to have on the wall somewhere. So Sri Kumar, he, he goes into, he tells some stories and he goes into having a clear vision, but letting go of the goal and being, of course, interested in the process, which, which isn't necessarily anything new. And really anything, you know, any creative habit, any, you know, epiphanies, they don't necessarily have to be new. They just have to hitch your brain in the right way so that you do have an epiphany and it moves you forward. Right. So it's, it's the, the more you would detach from the outcome, the more you don't particularly care if you reach the goal or not. You know, invest in the process, not the outcome. Right. But when you're creating things, it's often the end result, which dominates because, you know, face it. If somebody says, what are you doing? And I'm painting. But you never come up with a painting in the end? Well, they're going to see it. Yeah, you're always painting, but you're not really producing anything. So come on, right? Okay, here's the real key to resilience, I think. Trust the universe will give you exactly what you need at the precise time you need it. That's big. And in my book, that's really big. It's like the universe is more creative than you are. Trust it. Like, do you really think your logical mind is more creative than the universe? Really? It's not, right? So you have to trust the universe, which takes a lot, a lot to do. And that's where resilience comes in. Because if you trust the universe, you know you're going to go through, over, or under. You're not worried about it. You are patient. And you go forth creating, right? So I thought this was pretty cool. Invest in the process, not the outcome. I'll have a link in the show notes and an embedded YouTube video talking about resiliency. It's pretty good. <laughs> Every once in a while, I come across this great video. It's Glenn Gary Glenn Ross, and it's got Alec Baldwin. He's talking to some of the real estate agents, and he's basically saying, you know, hey, uh, you guys got to step it up a bit. He's iconic speech, right? I mean, if you haven't seen it, you should. But <clears throat> he basically uh, – the, the real estate agents are complaining because they need the special leads. And he's like, you don't need the special leads. You wouldn't know what to do with them if you got them. And he goes on to talk about, you know, how they should always be closing, right? A, always. B, B, C, closing, right? And. And the thing of it is it's, it's it's iconic because it's it's so much of our society is built on this idea of, you know, the winners and the losers, you know. And, and you got the, the 1% and you got everybody else, right? And that's exactly what happens. In this scene, it's like they're going to win. You win the car. Uh, first prize, you win the car. Second prize is steak knives. Third prize, you're fired, right? I mean <laughs> – There is no place for anybody else but the winners, right? Okay, blah, blah, blah. But there's this other part of it, which I think is cool. I mean, there are some cool aspects to it, which is basically says, okay, here are your tools. Work with the tools you have, okay? It doesn't matter the tools you have. It's not about the bike. It's not about the camera. It's not about the tools, any of that. You create with what you've got. When you create with what you've got, you can create some really awesome things, you know, from – your soul from your heart, right? And, uh, so if you, if you're always waiting for or always pining for those, those, other objects the the new camera or whatever uh then you're not going to get the get the dig down and really really do it and then when you do get those other tools it's that much better you know what to do with the leads so there is that aspect of it i think that's kind of cool it's you know it's it's there is something to admire about that but on the flip side of that it's like geez come on you know i mean Whipping out the brass balls, you know, what does real, what does it take to to, to sell real estate? Brass balls, and you know, there's a <laughs> whatever, right? So I, I always thought it would be funny just kind of flip this on its head. And in terms of from an artist perspective. It shouldn't be always be closing. You know, it should be always be creating. You should always be creating and the universe rewards you with all that you create because if you keep at it, keep at it, keep at it, you know, 10,000 hours, which has been debunked by the way. But anyway, you, you, you just keep creating. The universe is, is out there designed so that you, you create. And, uh, so I, I think it's good. Put this on your wall. Always be creating and, and look at it and and create all the time. Um, not all of it's going to be good. Obviously, a bunch of it's going to be garbage. Boy, I know that one firsthand. But, but you know, every once in a while you produce something good. And and hurrah, hurrah, right? And you celebrate those little victories, those little moments when you've got something good that you've created. You're like, whoa, yeah, I did it after a thousand tries. I mean, how many times does it take to create the light bulb, blah, 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 right? So always be creating. Put that on your wall. Look at it often. <music> I like to write a lot and a lot of notes. Now my wife doesn't think that my writing a lot of notes is necessarily a good idea. She says, sees me scribbling around and she doesn't think I really do anything with these notes. Right. And so it becomes more like in the movie, the beautiful mind, you have all these scribbles. And in my mind, they're like, they have all these meanings and all she sees is like just scribbles really just scribbles. well, this notebook is pretty cool because it's made up of 36 pages, at least the larger one, and 8 by 11 And what you do is you write with this special pen, and then it dries, and then you're able to take the app, it takes a picture of it, and you can send it to Dropbox, you can send it to a lot of, any, any number of uh, online platforms. You're sending that picture of your note, so you have it as a backup, and then you erase it and you reuse the page. Now, I know this seems simple, but it's revolutionary for me because it gets me thinking, I'm going to erase this. I'm going to erase this. So what on this page is really cool? What really stands out? What's really good? And I might even like rewrite that on a separate one because sometimes my scribbling isn't so legible. And it needs to be legible if you're going to take a picture of it to back it up so you can read it later. So I take the main ideas, I, I write them out clearly, I take a picture and I erase everything. It's gone. So I get the I get the the feeling of the art disappearing, the writing disappearing. It's there and it's gone. But I also get the security of knowing that it's backed up someplace so I can use it later. Right? So I get the little bit of both. And in using it, I find it really kind of uh liberating. I've I've had a hard time erasing stuff. I'm like I backed it up, but I I know it's backed up, but I'm gonna erase it. Oh man. So if you're like me and you take a lot of notes, which I highly recommend you do anyway, and you should always review your notes and then synthesize them and review them some more and then and then weave them into things that you're doing. But um I highly recommend I'll have a link in the show notes, but I highly recommend recommend this notebook. Um it's it's pretty cool. And, or, or you can just go on Amazon and, and search for Rocketbook and you'll see it. Um, but it's, it's not necessarily, you know, I mean, it's 30, a little over $30 for an 36 pages of an eight and a half by 11 notebook, but you get the special pen, right? And the app is free. Um, anyway, I, I just find it a cool tool. And if you take a lot of notes, I think you'll find it kind of liberating and, it helps you synthesize as well. It's not just about erasing, it's synthesizing your ideas. So check it out. Okay. So one cool thing last bit about this notebook. So what I want to do is on the, on the show notes page, I'm going to have a link to a PDF, you know, there's no opt-in or anything. You just go to the show notes, um, which is at podcast dot com slash resiliency. I'll have a link uh, there to the PDF. You can download the PDF, and it'll be a handwritten note from me. <laughs> right in this day and age, how many people do handwritten notes anymore? Right. So, it'll be a handwritten note, a PDF handwritten um, with the uh, quotes and ideas couple a couple of the key quotes and ideas from the episode and it's just something fun to do um and something fun that you can do you, you know you can take this rocket book thing you can make a pdf out of, out of your handwritten notes pretty cool <music> getting rid of those notes is almost like getting rid of books now i have a friend of ours who um doesn't keep books um she gets rid of them. Uh, Amazingly enough, I can't get rid of my books. My wife, of course, wants me to get rid of them. And what happens is there's a tug and a pull, right? But I figured out something which you can't tell her, but here it is. So if you're like me and you've got a lot of books and you got somebody else who doesn't want you to like, just hang on to all these books. And some of them, you know, I really shouldn't hang. You really should get rid of your books. Some books every once in a while, there's books you want to keep. Anyway, there's always this tug of war, right? And I'm not necessarily, you know, collecting more books. I have this core bit of books, but it always kind of gets whittled down. So I've developed this system and here it is. If you're a book fanatic and someone else is trying to take your books from me, here's what you do. You go to garage sale, you go to a used bookstore, um, whatever you, and you collect some whatever books. Okay. Garage sale is great because you can get a, a whole bunch of them and you get a collection, maybe, uh, 10 books. And you put them, when it comes time, let's say springtime and your significant other is like, Oh, you got to get rid of some books. You, you him ha, huh? you, you say, no, no, no. I got to keep my books. You, you, you don't make it easy. Right. And then finally the significant other is like, No, you got to get rid of books. Okay. Okay. I'll get rid of some books. That's when you take out the decoys. These are the ones that you've collected from the uh, <laughs> these are the ones you collected from the garage sales and whatnot. And you take them out and you go, see, look, look at how many books I'm getting rid of. I'll be willing to get rid of all these books. Boom! You keep your core books. The decoys are gone, and everybody's happy, right? And you just have to do this every once in a while. So um, here's to keeping and holding on to books. forever and ever okay that's it for this week's episode hope you enjoyed the uh, podcast uh look for the show notes at creativehabitspodcast.com slash resiliency and there i'll have you know that pdf i talked about uh and also embedded videos that uh you'll probably like if you want to explore resiliency so and then Uh, Next week, some great content. I'm working on a special project. It should be coming up soon. Uh, I think you'll like. uh, So stay tuned. Always be creating.